Manx Radio Sport. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio on this frosty and chilly Alapan evening. Rob Pritchard here with you until 6.30, taking a look at the sporting action coming up on Manx Shores this weekend. Coming up tonight... The Railway Cup semi-finals take centre stage for the latest round of Manx football fixtures this weekend. A jam-packed schedule of rugby awaits on and off Ireland this Saturday, including Western Vikings' mission to try and reach the Cheshire Plate final. And a big night tonight for Manx pro boxer Matthew Rennie in Bolton. We hear how the undefeated Manxman is feeling ahead of tonight's contest against James Morgan. That is all to come this evening. Welcome back to the latest edition of Friday Sport Preview here on Manx Radio. Rob Pritchard with you until 6.30, taking a look with the team to all the sporting action in the uh, football, rugby and also boxing taking place tonight and throughout this weekend as well. Plenty to look forward to when it comes to the footballing side of things. We'll start there. Right under the spotlight will be the Plum Properties Railway Cup semi-finals amid the latest league fixtures. And uh, as the weather descends in, we'll be keeping fingers crossed that fixtures can go ahead. Well, welcoming in for the first time this evening, Good evening, Tony Mepham, and uh, that cold's starting to close in at the moment on the Isle of Man, isn't it? It certainly is, uh, Rob, and uh, we've got a game off tonight as well. We'll just go through it quickly uh, in the combination uh, one. St John's against uh, St Mary's. Pitch was fine at three, uh, but I've just had a phone call through to say that the pitch is now frozen, and I think uh, both sets of players have left the ground. So that's St John's against St Mary's in the Canon Live combination one. Due to kick off at 7pm uh, tonight, St John's has been postponed. And they'll be rearranged to a later date. Thank you very much, Tony, for that. Well, let's look ahead to Saturday. Now, of course, we do have games across uh, the Railway Cup and the Canada Life Men's Premier League Division 1. Sorry, Division 2, I should say. Combination 1 and Combination 2. All with the caveat, really, Tony, about how the weather is going to look overnight because there could be a bit of uh, uh, head-scratching tomorrow morning depending on how things go. Yeah, just listening to uh, Christian there with the weather forecast, it's not looking good at all. And, um, you know, it's how some pitches uh, sort of deal with it, Rob, because uh, some are quite good, uh, but uh, some were certainly in Laxey. We were talking about it today down in the valley. Uh, you know, there's a bit there that doesn't get any sun, so it could be a bit of a problem. But hopefully uh, we'll get that weather to uh, come up a little bit warmer first thing and uh, it'll sort the pitches out. Well, as it stands right now as we speak, uh, all games on Saturday are currently due to go ahead. Let's start with uh, the big one, the Plum Properties Railway Cup semi-finals. Two games kicking off at 1.15 tomorrow. Let's start. We'll both taking place, of course, in the north of the island. Tony and I will be on our separate trips for Manx Radio to these, should they be going ahead. We'll start off with the venue that Tony Meppham's going to be off to up at Andreas Playingfields. Air United, the Canada Ivements Premier League leaders up against St Mary's. Yeah, up to a big long uh, trip, uh, Rob, and you've got to go to Ramsey, and we've just been planning, haven't we, what we're going to do uh, with the mountain if uh, there's a problem there, but uh, certainly uh, two big games, and uh, the Railway Cup semi-finals are always uh, something special, and, um, you know, fair play to uh, Plum Properties as well for giving us the opportunity to have a man of the match in both semi-finals as well, so uh, we don't have to pick. We will be involved, I'm sure, uh, but um, certainly uh, it's something nice for the players to remember about Let's have a look at that air against uh, St Mary's. They played each other recently and it was uh, only last week. St Mary's played really well in that first half. 
But then in the second half, Air got the tactics right. They changed things around a little bit and Nick Hurt was spot on with what he did and uh, they got a comfortable result for themselves in the end. And um, one or two sort of players are starting to gather momentum for Air United now who were a little bit quieter. So I fancy Air United to win it. And the reason why as well, I know there's a few of the St Mary's lads away today to watch uh, Matthew Rennie box tonight. So they're not going to be back tomorrow unless they've been able to change their flights. But we'll wait and see what the squad news is tomorrow at uh, one o'clock when we get the information. Speaking of Matthew Rennie, we'll have uh, more from Magic Rennie later in the show tonight. We'll take a look at the Plum Properties Railway Cup semi-final. The other one over at the uh, Balaclone Stadium, Ramsey up against Peel. Yeah, I watched this one recently in the league at uh, Ramsey and uh, Ramsey were unfortunate in the first half not to finish off their chances. But Peel stayed disciplined right the way through. They've got, um, you know, a nice blend. We keep saying youth and experience in there. And when they need to, they get something special. And I think um, what they've got to try and stifle out for uh, Peel is the two wingers. Lee Gale on that right-hand side and Taylor Andrews on the left-hand side. Um, they've got too much space in the first game. And just feeding the ball through to, uh, you know, the boys, Paul Whitehead and whoever else is in there to help. And when you've got flair players in that midfield as well who can pass it around like Joe Quayle and others, then it's going to cause a problem for them. I'm going to go for Peel to win it, but um, if Ramsey go up a gear and they need to go up a gear, they need to finish their chances, then they could cause Peel some problems. And if I was looking for a game to possibly go into extra time, this would be the one Ramsey v Peel. Two great games in prospect on Definitely. paper at the very least. Let's hope that that's the case. OK, well, let's not forget, of course, we do have the usual round of league fixtures taking place across the Isle of Man tomorrow in the men's divisions, all kicking off at 2pm. Let's take a look at the Canada Life Men's Premier League. We have four games. There has been a slight alteration to one of the fixtures. St John's United up against St George's. That fixture has now been reversed uh, to be played at St George's, Tony. Is that correct? Yeah, what it was, um, you know, so there was an opportunity to have a rearranged fixture and we want to try and, you know, keep the momentum going. Players want to keep the momentum going. Uh, but uh, St. John's had a game destined tonight, but it's not now. Um, so they just said, can we reverse it? St. George's haven't got a combination. So, OK, we can uh, sort that one out. Uh, but uh, the problem is that, um, you know, same scenario with the frozen pitches and everything else. So we'll wait and see how it goes on that one. But, you know, if there is a problem, they might be able to move it back to St. John's if the weather's good tomorrow. I don't know. Well, let's take a look at those four men's Premier League fixtures tomorrow. Corinthians versus Russian, Braddon versus Douglas Royal, Laxey versus Moran, and of course, St George's versus St John's. Yeah, the Corinthians against uh, Russian. Uh, Corinthians disappointed not to uh, sort of get those uh, three points they needed from St John's to give them a fighting chance. Uh, but uh, they've got to sort of pick themselves up, lick the wounds, and uh, have a go at Russian because Russian are much improved. I know Corinthians have lost uh, Phil Kelly. They've also lost Danny Gerrard. Um, so that will not help things. But I watched the under-18s the other night for Corinthians. Some really good young players coming through. But um, I think Russian might just edge this one. Braden against Douglas Royal is a massive game, Rob. You look at that league table, it's not nice to, to look at for either team. And I just think uh, Douglas Royal have got enough in there to get the goals, to get the result away from Braddon. And Laxey against uh, Moran. I think, um, you know, Laxey again have, have got good players in there. I think uh, Ryan Gartland's, um, you know, back in, so he'll make things stronger for them. And I think uh, Moran need every point they can get, but I just think Laxey will be too strong. 
Looking into DPS Limited Division 2, we've got five games there. Foxdale and Castletown level at the top on points. Foxdale slightly ahead on goal difference. Foxdale, a potentially tricky test over at Michael United and Castletown, Douglas High School, Old Boys, and then three fixtures outside of those as well. Yeah, let's look at the, the big game, and I think it is, is the Michael against Air Foxdale because they're both battling up the top of the table. Um, Foxdale have done really well and they've got players scoring all over the place at the moment so that's good for them they're not just relying on the front line uh, but Michael have got Liam Kane there and if they can sort of keep an eye on him and keep him nice and tight then it'll make the game um, a lot I think easier maybe for Foxdale to win it but at the moment it's tight and I'm going to go for a draw Malou against Douglasson District I think um, Douglasson District might just take the points in this depending on what team Malou have got Colby against Ramsey Centre and Old Boys hit a bit of a stop at the moment haven't they Colby conceding too many goals as well so I've got to go for Colby just to get it right and win that one and uh, Castletown against Douglas High School Old Boys I just think Castletown have got enough there to take the points away from Old Boys even though they've got a, a good team there at the moment and uh, Onken against Paul Rose you'd expect Onken to take victory there Let's take a quick look through then the uh, combination divisions. We've got four games on Saturday in Canada Life Combination 1. Yeah, terrific uh, battle this top uh, of the fixture. Uni Mills against uh, Ramsey. I'm going to go for Ramsey to win. Uh, Russian against uh, Corinthians. Corinthians have picked up of late, uh, but Russian is still strong. Russian to win. Douglas Royal against uh, Brad. I'm going to go for Douglas Royal. And Moran against uh, Laxey. I'm going to go for Laxey to win. And last but certainly not least, uh, <laughs> five games on Saturday in DPS Limited Combination 2. Yeah, Douglas and District against Maloo. I'll go for Maloo to win that one just. Uh, Foxdale against uh, Michael. Um, close game. I'll go for Michael to win. Uh, Ramsey U Centre against uh, Colby. Go for Ramsey U Centre. Uh, Jim's against uh, Douglas Athletic. I think Douglas Athletic have got enough. They'll win that. And Old Boys against Castletown. I'll go for Old Boys. Those are your fixtures for Saturday. Let's take a look at Sunday. The latest two fixtures in the Canada Life Women's Floodlit Cup on Sunday. Two very intriguing fixtures on baby. We've got a Southern Derby between Maloo and Castletown, but also uh, between two Titans, Corinthians and Peel in the other game. Yeah, and at the moment, uh, it's Peel got the bragging rights, isn't it? Because they beat them earlier on in the season on the grass. And uh, after the floodlit, you know, they've got themselves quite early again. But um, I know Corinthians have got uh, one or two players back fit. Um, so it just might make it a little bit closer. But Peel, I think, will start off as slight favourites. And uh, Malou against Castletown. Malou have had some good results this year, close as well with the top teams. I'd have to go for Malou to win. And there's also uh, two fixtures on Sunday, once again, in the Masters football as well. Yeah, and uh, Colby against uh, Corinthians. Uh, haven't heard any team news from Colby, but, uh, you know, Corinthians OK at the moment, um, barring any injuries uh, tomorrow. Uh, but um, certainly, I think Colby will be favourites in that. And Douglas Royal against Onken. I think um, even though Laxia doing very well in this league, Onken are the team to try and beat. And I think Douglas Royal will find it tough. Tony Weppen, thank you very much as always. We'll be catching up with you tomorrow on Saturday Live with Paul Moran and, of course, later on Saturday evening as well, the NWCFL Premier Division on Ireland yet again. FC Isle of Man, after a last gasp defeat last week, will be out to break their duck against the Squires Gateside. They've lost all three meetings with so far over the last one and a half seasons. FC Isle of Man versus Squires Gate kicking off at 6pm at the Bowl tomorrow night. And if you're not heading down to the Bowl yourself, we at Manx Radio will have you covered. Full live match commentary of FC Isle of Man versus Squires Gate from 6pm tomorrow Tomorrow on Manx Radio DAB and AM 1368. Manx Radio Sport. A jam 
jam-packed schedule is planned in Manx Rugby this weekend with intriguing ties both on and off-island tomorrow. A big day awaits Western Vikings in the Cheshire Plate over in the Wirral. Meanwhile, after a short break, Douglas and Vagabond's ladies are back in action on home soil in the Regional 2 Northwest and Women's NC1 Northwest, respectively. One tie is also penned in for the Ravenscroft Manx Shield down south. Back with the details, as always, about what's to come is our rugby correspondent, Dave Christian. Yeah, it's a busy day, Rob, but Douglas is where we start. There, I have a home fixture in Regional 2 Northwest against Winnington Park. Winnington Park are just above Douglas in the table. They've played the same number of games. Winnington Park have just won one more than Douglas. Douglas are in 10th place. Below them, we've got Liverpool, St Helens and Vale of Loon. Now, Liverpool, St Helens and Vale of Loon this weekend are playing against the two top sides, Bowden and Birkenhead Park. And that means that they're unlikely to get points. If Douglas can actually steal a march on them with a home fixture against Winnington Park, they can create a little bit of daylight between them and the teams at the bottom of the standings. On top of that, Douglas's next two fixtures are against Liverpool St Helens and Kirby Lonsdale. So Douglas have got now three weekends against opposition very close to their playing standard right now. If they can take 10 or dare I even say it, 15 points from these uh, games, they're going to be able to probably put quite a bit of daylight between themselves and the dreaded relegation zone. Long way to go yet. This weekend has got to start with a home win against Winnington Park. Phil Kringle has called a three-line whip. Everybody will be down at Portishe. Two o'clock kickoff at Portishe, and uh, Douglas will be gunning for them. Uh, they've got an amazing backline now. I was really impressed with the way Sam McCord and Brad Bomar linked up in the centres a couple of weeks ago. Also on the wing, Guy Barons had a flying start. Uh, Barons in with, I think, three or maybe even four tries in his first few games. They've got plenty of talent in that back line. They need the grunt up front to get them clean ball to uh, deliver it. They've got plenty of that. Hopefully for Douglas, Simon Hodenot will be back. He's so important for them at loosehead prop. Rob Todd can slot in at prop or hooker on the other side of the scrummage. If they've got all their big guns ready to fire there in the forwards, Douglas have got the back line to take maximum points here. Vagabonds ladies in uh, women's NC1 Northwest, they take on Broughton Park up at Bella Fletcher and this is going to be a bit tougher for them. Uh, Broughton Park going really well this season. Vagabonds ladies, they're not going quite as well as Broughton Park. Broughton Park at the top of the table, Vagabonds ladies at bottom. They've got a mixture of youth and experience. There's a whole host of new players coming in. They're not going to be bothered about the results. They're in this for the long haul and these players, every time they take to the field, they're going to gain experience. Pretty much, I'm going to say an all new Front row, Griba Tasia, Ella Goodwin, only a handful of league appearances for them. A few more for Maisie Murray, she's been around for a season or two now. Chrissy Johnson in the second row, Kyla Quayle also in the second row. Kyla Quayle, youngster coming through. Sophia Bertrell will start at blindside flank. Jess Swale's going to switch back out of the forwards into scrum half. Sammy McDonald turning up at standoff this week. Vagabond's got plenty of players out there. They've got a very talented bench and two names catch the eye on the Vagabond's bench. Fran Hunt and Lizzie Lennon having two talented players like that on the bench. On top of that, they've also got Hayley Reader, uh, Joe McCabe, Ellawood, Meg Evans, plenty of talent on the bench. I think Vegas are probably going to struggle, if I'm honest. The statistics are showing this should be an easy win for Broughton Park, but we'll be covering that one for Saturday Live. Uh, kickoff is at 12.30 up there at Bella Fletcher. Western Vikings travel away to Port Sunlight in the Cheshire Plate. They know they need two points from this match, so a draw will be enough for the Vikings, or a defeat and two losing bonus points, score seven tries, finish 
finish within four. That could be enough to put them into the Cheshire Plate final. Aldershaw can't make it. They've played all their games now and are below Vikings in the standing. So the only people that could make it to the final other than Western Vikings is Port Sunlight. Sunlight have to win and they have to win big. They need five points. They also need to score four tries or more. And they have to prevent Western Vikings from finishing within seven as well. So big ask for Port Sunlight. You've got a fancy Vikings. They did really well last week. Win away at Aldershaw. Ed Knight with three tries. He appears to be their talisman this season. Hopefully he's fit and able to travel and they'll get away and come back with a win. That's all to come. Vikings against Port Sunlight. That kicks off at the unfeasibly early hour of 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. That's to fit in with Vikings travel arrangements. Finally, one game on the island. Uh, the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. It's Castletown versus Isle of Man Barbarians. That's at Paulson Park and kick off down there at 2.15. Hard to say because it's going to depend largely on who turns up for what. Castletown struggling a little bit for numbers, but we know Southern Nomads, Ramsey, Vagabonds, all not playing this weekend. I'm sure there's enough bodies to make sure a game happens. On paper, you'd fancy it for a Castletown win, but depends who turns up for the Barbarians. Manx Radio Sport. And rounding things off tonight with a look at boxing, and tonight is a poignant one for Manx pro fighter Matthew Rennie. The unbeaten Manxman faces James Moorcroft at the Tough Sheet Community Stadium in Bolton this evening on the undercard of Nathan Gorman versus Bodan Miranets, which is being broadcast on Channel 5. Ahead of what could be a big moment in his career going forward, I caught up with Magic Rennie to hear how his preparations have been going and how confident he's feeling ahead of stepping into the ring. Yeah, it's been really good because obviously I had my fight in October, didn't I? I got told the day after that fight about this potentially coming up, so it's just been like from that camp straight into another camp. So I've not had time to like blow out and have a bit and you know have food and stuff and blow up on the weight. So my weight's been re- really well through the whole during of the camp. Training's good. Obviously the rounds have gone up to ten rounds, but we actually got dropped to an eight rounder. So I'm actually only doing eight rounds now. But we were ready for a ten. We've been doing ten rounds sparring. Everything's been upped. The intensity's been upped in training and um, and even. Even, even like my strength work, my running work, I've took heaven to the next level, if you know what I mean, because that's what's, that's what's going to be needed for this fight, because it's obviously a big step up, a step up that I believe I'm more than ready to, to go out and win and, and look good while, while doing it too. Like you say, it's been non-stop, you've gone from one fight camp straight into the next, do you think that's helped you in some ways just to kind of keep you on your toes almost? Yeah, I think it has, and also I've got the right people around me where I'm not peaking too early, if you know what I mean, I, I, I peak at the right time, so come fight night, I'll be uh, on top of my game, but it definitely, it, I think it's done more benefit than anything, because like I said, it's not like I've had to start from square one again, you know, I, I was already fit, and my weight was already good, it was just sort of continuing on from when I've left off, if that makes sense. You're still undefeated in the pro ranks from your fights so far, as 10 wins and a draw. Where does this rank in terms of your fights so far? Is this the biggest one you've had to date? Oh, yeah, this is the biggest fight of my life. And even as as an amateur, I boxed at a very high level as an amateur. And this tops everything because I know how much this could change my life. If if I win this fight, or when I win this fight, I should say, this could open so many different doors and so many different avenues to to potentially go down in 2024. You're out to win, of course. You believe you're you're the better fighter on this one. What makes you so confident in this one that you're going to take the win? I just think you have to always back yourself and believe in yourself, otherwise you're in the wrong sport, aren't you? You know, boxing's a a lonely sport, a lonely game at the end of the day. And... I just, no matter who I'm in there against, I always believe I can. I believe I, I can beat them, and and with the 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 tactics we have planned, I just need to go out and do what I know I know I can do, and I believe I, I'll win on the night, whether it'll be from a stoppage or a points victory. 
whatever it takes to win, that's what I'll do. You mentioned just before that this, if you were to win uh, this particular fight, it could open up plenty of different avenues and opportunities for you. Could you expand on that a little bit? What sort of opportunities could it open up for you? So Channel 5 have a deal with a promotional team called Wazerman. I'm, I'm managed by VIP, so they're actually my management team and not my promotion team. So it could I could potentially get back in maybe from Wazerman promotion, which then would be like a, a deal on Channel 5. Now, these, this, is, this is all ifs and buts. You know, they, nothing's concrete. At the end of the day, I can't think too far ahead because... Because I don't want to take my eyes off my opponent. I need to. I need to win this fight before I can start thinking of anything, any any possibilities. But there's so many things happening now in boxing with so many different um, promoters. You've got Sky, you've got um, Match Room with Eddie Hearn, you've got Queensbury with Frank Warren, and then you've got Channel Five, of course, which I'm boxing on. So a good performance here will one will uh, will put me right up there in the rankings and should put me in for pro probably you're looking at maybe a title fight next year as well. So winning this fight people might look at me and think right well maybe maybe let's offer him a contract or let's get him a little deal where we give him a direction to go and we want him to win this title and do this but as i said before this is all ifs and buts and speaking of channel five the eyes of the isle of man are going to be upon you what does that mean to you that the isle of man's going to be watching you from afar and uh, of, of course many others across the uk will be yeah, no, it spurs me on, of course. You know, I want I want to do well for the island as well as for myself and my family. It definitely spurs you on knowing that everyone's going to be cheering you back at home. I know there's a few different um, clubs and pubs showing it. I'm just looking forward to it and I hope I can make everyone proud back home and then obviously make, make myself and my family proud and get the win. I think it'll be good as well for the island boxing scene. If you know what I mean, for someone, me, someone like me going on Channel 5 on the big stage and if I can pull off that win, it'll um, hopefully... For the kids that are watching on back in the Isle of Man, even if it's not boxing, even if it's football or any sort of sport that they're doing, it might give them a better belief that they can go on and can do it as well. That's all we have time for in Friday Sport Preview this evening. Many thanks to my guests this week, Tony Meppen, Dave Christian and Matthew Rennie. And uh, just a reminder, if you haven't heard it before, if you are out and about over the next day and a half or so, there is a yellow weather warning in place from Ronald's Way Met Office for frost, ice and wintry showers. The whole island is expected to be affected and that yellow weather warning is now in place until 12 noon on Sunday. So if you are out and about across the island over the next uh, couple of days, Please do take care out in those wintry conditions. That's all we have time for now. Well, have yourself a wonderful Friday evening, whatever you're doing, and have yourself a wonderful weekend as well. Chris Pearson will be here with you next. But from me, until next time, it's bye for now. Manx Radio Sport.